0: Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to episode 108 of In the Middle of It, the podcast where parents and teachers can find ideas, strategies, and resources for connecting with teens. Hey there, I'm Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I am so grateful that you guys are with me today. I'm super excited about today's episode because I am going to introduce you to two people who are very significant to me and have been for as long as they've been alive. And that is my two siblings. So for this episode and the next episode, I'm sharing a conversation that the three of us had about the grownups that we remember. And specifically, we're talking about teachers who impacted us positively as we grew up, how they impacted us, how that impact played out in our lives, and how we're still experiencing that impact right now. And why they're the grownups that we remember. But first I want to give you a little bit of information about who my siblings are because I am just going to give a humble brag here because they are amazing people and I am again just thrilled to be able to share them with you guys because they are both artists and creators in their own rights. So let me just jump right into that. So my sister, Amanda Spell, you might remember her from episode 47, a girl's trip that I did where I interviewed my mom, my aunt, my grandmother, and um, my sister, Amanda. Anyway, she is a small business owner. She owns a catering company called Amanda Joy's Catering, and she also has a health coaching business that is AM Health Coaching. Now, speaking of health, she has been on an incredible health journey over this past year. And as of this recording, she has lost 114 pounds. Like she is a rock star. She, she was before. She certainly is now. Now we're just seeing the outer evidence of it with her drive and her determination and just all the things she's put into play to accomplish her goal. So she describes it as having a completely new lease on life. And she has been married to Mike, my brother-in-law, for 20 years. And she is mom to two high schoolers, Jacob and Sydney. And she wanted me to be sure to include that she is the middle child. So we'll talk more about that later. So my brother Aaron Webb is a husband, a stepdad, a brother, and a son. He is Notably, a senior chief in the Navy Reserves, which is an incredible thing to have that honor. He's given 16 years of service so far to the United States Navy and Navy Reserves, and he has gone on five deployments to the Middle East. So, just amazing. Amazing man, he is also a creative and an artist who found his voice through painting, and I'm just going to expand on that a little bit right now. He talks about it during the interview. I think we'll get to that probably in the next episode but Aaron's painting is inspired by the things that he's processing as he thinks back over his deployments and all the things that he saw in the Middle East during wartime. And so it is amazing what he is able to do and produce based on those experiences. We've all just been blown away. Now, right now, his art is currently showing in multiple galleries and private collections throughout the United States and Europe. So if you're interested in either of their work, um, or both of their work. I would love for you guys to check out the links in the show notes. You can find those at theishgirl.com forward slash EP108. So I hope you guys enjoy the conversation that we had as much as we enjoyed making it. I do have to say we always have a great time when we're together and I am so grateful that we have such good relationship with each other and amongst the three of us. So Although we text and talk often, I am so grateful to both of them for taking the time and, and agreeing to be on the podcast with me. So let's dive in. So welcome, Amanda and Aaron to the podcast. As i said before, Aaron is my younger brother and Amanda is my younger sister. And I have invited them on today so that we could talk about our experiences with our teachers growing up. And, okay, Erin, you can These smirks are
1: exactly me. what we did with our teachers oh. as well. So it's rather apropos.
0: Say that again? Uh,
1: these smirks are pretty much what we gave our teachers as well. So this oh. is probably rather apropos. Maybe
2: you, like Amanda and I are going, nope. I did not. No, we did not. No, we did I not. Was, I was angel child, or yeah. tried to be. Yeah. We were high, high, achie- high
0: achievers, right? And, and so- thus,
1: the theme of the podcast has been established. <laughs>
0: Well, I think, I think, yeah, that is something I want to talk about. Cause Erin, you and I were talking about that the other day, actually, about how it was really difficult to follow in older siblings' footsteps, right? Like I could, you know, I, I get it, but I don't get it. Cause since I was the oldest, so, so just so everybody knows I'm the oldest, Amanda's three years younger than I am. Erin is three years younger than she is. Anyway, so we had, I would say kind of an unusual school situation growing up we um we all three went to a very small private school and it doesn't exist any longer and our parents worked really hard so that we could go to that school right and so i think we pretty much lived there is what i feel like i don't know how you guys feel about it but they were always there mom taught at the preschool there they would like set up and tear down tables at one of the campuses because it was actually a church and so the lunch tables had to be set up and taken down each week and so that was one of the jobs that they did but
1: anyway it was just a really you're you're saying they amy but i (laughs) really remember uh all of us yeah every every night after church the whole family
2: we have set, set occasionally, up.
1: Occasionally like the Springfields would help or other families yeah. would help. There and help. But uh, yeah, that was a, f-
0: that was a family event. Yeah, yeah, a total family event. But I think it really speaks to how much they wanted us to have that kind of education. Are you raising your hand, Amanda?
2: I I'm am raising on, my hand. I'm calling Thanks. on you. Um, and I would say too, that was their whole community mm. and our whole, and therefore our whole community, because yeah. it was not just school it was mom's work it was our church it was i mean the it was very group. the friend group and i mean it was everything i mean it was it was all tied i mean dad's work you know he had other community but in terms of like their closest friends and um their tight community it was all tied to school and church which was one and the same
0: yeah i yeah i would agree with that which was actually really interesting for me when i became a teacher later on in northern virginia which was such a very different experience because it was a public school and there was a level of that borders or boundaries being crossed. I think that we experienced with our teachers, we knew them in school, we knew them out of school, we went to some of their houses. Like it was very unusual, I would say, as far as school experiences go. And so I feel like I really had to find my footing about what does it look like to hold that professional line both with colleagues and with kids. Anyway, but yeah, so we had a very um, tight-knit, small community, and because of that, we had a lot of the same teachers and went to church with some of, you know, with with some of those teachers. In fact, Amanda, Erin, and I were talking the other day about Mrs. King, and Mrs. Ann King was all three of our first grade teachers, right? She taught Mm -hmm. me to read, which is, you know, that's like my big life passion or whatever and so I can remember being at church on Sunday mornings and feeling so excited if I got to sit next to Mrs. King in church she would invite us to come sit next to her hand us gum you know we could share this songbook with her so yeah you guys both had her right yes
2: yeah I was trying to think of what other teachers we all had but she may have been the only one that all three of us actually had yeah. Uh, well, Mrs. Morgan, who Mrs. did yeah, music Morgan, and sure. music and art. But really like kindergarten, yeah. j- uh, Aaron and I both had Miss Harbin or Miss Veezy, who be- became Miss Harbin. Became Ms. Harbin. Right. But I-, I went to kindergarten at a public yeah. school. So yeah. And second grade, did you who did you have for second grade, Amy? I this had school. Mrs. O. C. Vick, my best I friend. Did too. I did too. I did too. Okay, but Erin so. didn't. I think my yeah. year my year might have been her last, which is also a theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just put that out there right now, Amanda. Tell us yeah. about all the teachers that quit after yeah. your class went through. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was Miss Yeah. And then Miss um, McCrae. Miss McCrae. And that was in the middle of the year. She didn't come back. I mean, she Miss yeah. Davis, Gina Davis finished that year out.
0: Oh yeah. Gina I had Gina Davis too. She came in okay. with a substitute when my third grade teacher, Mrs. Gorham, had okay. her second
2: baby. Yeah. Okay. Can
1: we all have John Davis in for senior Bible. We yeah.
2: did. We did. Did There's you have them?
1: Creeped babies. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I still oh. have. I
0: still have mine in my in my little hope chest thing. What? Why? That's weird. Because no, it's not. I'm a oh. messy. Like it's. I've accepted it. It's a.
2: Sorry, a, a it's a not weird. <laughs> I don't I throw away everything like you and mom do. I right, well yeah I do I guess.
1: I know. Yeah. I keep all kinds of stuff. Do you yeah. really?
0: okay?
2: So, what have you
1: but kept? Dolls from 30 years ago.
2: Is it disintegrated? That's what I'm thinking. Is it the like- doll? No, it's styrofoam. It has like a carbon,
0: oh, I guess, true, yeah. of like I don't think it's ever going to disintegrate. It kind of looks like my Cabbage Patch doll with like the brown pigtails I put on it. Okay, we, di-
2: we digress. We yes, digress.
0: Anyway, so we did have Mr. John Davis, Mr. Davis was our the preacher we didn't call them pastors at the church we went to he was a preacher at the church we went to and every year he taught a senior bible class and it was like life skills basically from what I remember like you need to know how to change a tire but then a lot of it was also like house and relational related am I remembering that wrong like I really feel like that that's what it was
2: Yeah, it was. I mean, it was definitely not like the Bible, like our other Bible classes had been like scripture, studying things. And this was much more kind of life, I guess, more practical, relational kind of things. Yeah. With a definite slant. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Super fun. So we
0: had Mr. Davis, we had, uh, well, and here's what I think the family that was our second grade teacher, Mrs. Vick, her two daughters, Mrs. Joyce Nelson and Mrs. Dorothy Rayo, Mrs. Nelson was my best friend's mom, and, and Aaron, you had her, right, for what grade, third grade, maybe?
1: Third or fourth. I think it was third, because fourth, I had Miss Sheldon.
0: Okay, Uh, I didn't realize you had her. mm
1: -hmm. And, and to kind of add to that, too, was that I also had Jeff, right? So, I mean, like, it, it was just so.
0: It was, it was, it was very, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Incestuous.
2: Incestuous. Yeah. <laughs> Incestuous. So not the family, was,
1: but just the, all of the families were integrated yeah. between church and school. It was yes. just all so back sure. in the community. Comments. So
0: for sure. So so I, we had Mrs. Vick, who was amazing, and she was elderly by the time she was teaching me second grade. So you were came along three years later, and so no wonder she retired after afterwards exactly yeah exactly it had nothing to do with our class do with you guys but then mrs rayo one of her daughters i would say probably is the teacher who had the most impact on me personally going through school because i had her in fifth grade and then i had her again in eighth grade And then I also, um, and I'll say it loud and proud, I was a cheerleader and she was a cheerleading sponsor for several of the years that I did that. And so, yeah, I would say her impact on me was huge as far as feeling like I could look at myself as a writer. Like that was something that was possible, that was who I already was. It wasn't like I could become one. It was you are one because she had, I can't remember what was the name of like the literary magazine, The Unicorn or something like that. And she highlights? had that. What
1: was that? Is it highlights? Hi,
0: oh, yeah. Now that was that was an actual magazine. Yeah, that
1: was my literary magazine.
0: <laughs> that was <she>. <laughs> <laughs> doing my hidden pictures. Yeah. Anyway, that and then she really I really feel like she just had a profound influence on just kind of that whole wonder, like appreciating the wonder of life and the, the magic of life and the whole, I don't know, just that whole mindset of an artist. And being a creative and that kind of thing so that's that's the teacher she's the grown-up i would say i remember most there were definitely others
2: but out of all of them if i had to pick one she's the one i would pick do you want us to tell you who our most yeah. influential okay
1: well let's, let's <laughs> um, add a little bit of we, context before you jump in amanda okay like to also give kind of weight to the incestuous small community when i graduated high school it was. I went from preschool all the way through high school graduation and I think there was what I want to say almost 13 people in my class who had been in that same school mm-hmm. since kindergarten all the way through mm-hmm. uh, between my grade and the grade below me. So it wasn't like there was like this inject of new people coming in all the time yeah. it was just kind of like you're in it to win it <laughs> until, <laughs> yeah. until you depart, right? So. Just to add that layer of I say complexity but but it, it is I think in your evolution as a young you know teen and young adult because you are who you are in people's eyes and it's hard to break out of that and it's not like you're bouncing from school to school where you get fresh starts. so you were kind of like in this pipeline of
2: yep.
1: you're those web kids right yep.
2: yeah. At, totally.
1: at school, in in your friendship and your you know academic and athletic endeavors, et cetera. So, to give people the full context of how difficult of a job these teachers had <laughs> <laughs> in putting up that's, with it, right? Yeah.
0: yeah, that's an interesting perspective because I think I think it was also difficult for us too. Like there was no opportunity to to be someone different. I think that's why I. I loved going to, I went from a graduating class of 30, and I was going to ask you guys how big y'all's graduating classes were, too, in a second, but I went from that to Texas A&M, that at the time, I mean, it's much bigger now, but at the time, there were 40,000 students, and I was just like, woohoo, like, I was just super glad to be anonymous, like, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: anonymous was my word
2: of the four years that I was there, which isn't necessarily a good thing, but how about you, Amanda? How many did you graduate with? 20. I had 20 in my which I think was the smallest out of the three of us, because, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't remember Aaron's, but I think yeah. I, had like How yeah. many?
1: I think 32 or something like that. Okay.
2: okay. Yeah, it was small. Um, and I, you know, to talk about some of this that we've been talking about, I think it was the dynamic of following Amy, one, but also being one of the web kids, you know, just the package deal that that was and um, everybody knew who we were and the expectations were high very um there yeah. were very high of, of what that would be it was it was a very interesting I mean I've, I'm just in the counseling I'm in right now I've kind of unpacked some of that you know' t- or trying to trying to unpack like what does that mean and what how did that influence and who i am even today and influence who i i don't know who I feel like i am or or, or even just those expectations like how th- those expectations have continued to kind of follow me even though I'm not in that context anymore and it was it was very interesting Interesting. It was, um, yeah, it was just because we are so, the three of us are so different, but in their, in teachers' eyes, uh, well, some, and some teachers did, but in a lot of our teachers' eyes, we were just this cookie cutter, or not cookie cutter mold, but they, they kind of treated us very similarly and expected similar things, even though we're very different, and so that goes into who my favorite teachers were who had big influence on me. It was, it was those teachers who did treat me as an individual and looked at me totally separately than one of those web kids or Amy's little sister or Aaron's older sister, or, you know, uh, or, you know, didn't, didn't um, lump me together with that. It was those that that got to know me, who, who I was and my personality and my gifts and talents. And, and so for that, uh, Mrs. Tanner was one of those, and she mm-hmm. was high school English for me as well. And she was very, she was, she like sponsored student council and did all these things and, we were always doing fundraisers and I was always kind of right in the middle of that. And she, um, if not in charge, charge, yes. let's be honest, but she really, she just empowered me to be who I was and to, and to be in charge and that that was okay. That that was, you know, my gifting and my desire and, you know, all of those things. And then Mr. White, Rick White, who um, was history, high school history, and uh, just kind of some of the same stuff, just really kind of getting to know me for who I was and um, and I mean great teachers I'm, ob- I'm not saying anything about their teaching ability but they were obviously good teachers but they but it was also more about how they treated me as a person that, that made them be so influential.
0: Okay, I love that and I think that that is, is something I really want to highlight is that whole idea of it's the teachers who treat you as an individual and get to know you like that's the that's the secret sauce I think. That's mm-hmm. the, where the magic happens, because I'm curious what you're gonna say now, Aaron, about who, who yours were. But before I move to that, and I don't know either of those teachers, they must have gotten there after I graduated and, mm-hmm.
2: and left. Which and probably I- helped, like which probably helped <laughs> that they didn't know you. I mean, but, but really, it they. yeah, I was gonna say, it didn't help Aaron, but that's that's the interesting thing, I think, with me being in the middle, is Amy, Amy, you and I had some overlap that Aaron didn't have. And then right. Aaron and I had some overlap that you didn't I have. I did. You know? Yeah. And you're, so, the, you're the bridge, as yeah. always. You're that middle bridge, yeah. middle child. Yeah, for good and for bad, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Amanda and Aaron. And as we talked, I found it so very interesting that a theme really emerged. You'll see it played out in the next episode as well, that all of the grownups we remember had some similar qualities, and there were really four that stood out. The teachers who made an impact on the three of us were ones who, um, first of all, saw us as individuals. They didn't lump us all together just as the web kids. They invested the time and the energy to get to know us and our gifts and talents and perspectives personalities. As individuals. Number two, the second thing that they did is they empowered us. They really cast a vision for what was possible, and they also—and I think this is so important—they communicated to us that they had confidence in our ability to achieve that vision that they helped cast. And they also gave us opportunities to lead and use our gifts in the different contexts that we were with them, whether it was a classroom or—and—and um, and this is the next thing—is something that they were involved in outside the classroom and that is something um, that we noticed as well as one of the three things the third thing is is they really got involved with us outside the classroom now again in our context a lot of that was due to our interactions at church and within our social groups our parents social groups but these teachers were also student government sponsors cheerleading sponsors, coaches so forth and so on so they really engaged with us in ways outside the classroom that had to do specifically with us it wasn't just because we were at the same church or because they were friends with our parents or whatever. Okay, and then also these teachers, and this one really hit me hard because I think it is so very important. These teachers each showed up wholly as themselves. And we saw, we noticed that, we saw that they were different than other teachers and that they marched to the beat of their own drum. And they really modeled what it looked like to be different than and yet still thrive because they were comfortable in their own skin. And I think that that is such a huge lesson for for all teens who am I kidding it's a lesson for adults it's so easy to get swept into what other people think and you know maybe being a little bit hesitant to step out and who you really are so so they did that beautifully they showed us that okay so that is this week's episode friends thank you again for hanging out with the web kids today I cannot wait to share the second half of our discussion next week where we get into the teachers who inspired Aaron and also the three us talk about how our present lives are still impacted by the grown-ups we remember. And that is the power of teachers who mentor, which is what In the Middle of It is all about. You guys know I talk about this every episode. How to transcend our roles as parents and as teachers to become mentors to the teens in our lives. So Again, I also want to thank Amanda and Erin for giving us their time and their perspective on things. I am curious if there is a grown-up who you remember, I would love to hear from you. Whether you want to DM me in Facebook or Instagram or leave a post on my Facebook page, or if you want to shoot me an email. Um, you can find links to all those things on the show notes page at theishgirl.com forward slash EP108. And I will tell you, I will be choosing for the people who share the teachers or grownups in their lives who really made an impact the ones that they remember. I will be sharing some of those in future podcasts. So I'm super excited to hear from you guys so that we can honor those people who made your lives into something different than they would be without it. And then Also, if you want to be the grown-up that the teens in your life remember, I would love for you to sign up to be the first to know about my Meaningful Mentor Workshop, and that is coming up very soon. I'm still working on putting all the pieces together for that, and you can sign up so that you're the first to know about it by following the link um, that is on my show notes page. It's theishgirl.com forward slash workshop waitlist. Or again, you can just go to the show notes and there's a link to it there. You just have to scroll to the bottom of the page. All right, friends, thank you so much for hanging out with me and my fam today. I really appreciate it. And I hope that you guys are having a great start to the holiday season. And from an ish girl who is so grateful to have grown up with two such amazing people, even if I didn't realize it until well after we all left home, I am so grateful to be in the middle of it together.